All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comforts. So no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. Looks like I'm a little hot today. Let me turn that down. Apologize for that. Apologize for that. Y'all be better now. Came, come in hot. Sometimes that happens. You know, I, I reboot this computer and sometimes, uh, you know, Sometimes things don't always go the way we planned. That's much as the case, at least for me anyway. It's like I have these expectations and you know things that I expect how they're go- they're going to go. And uh, sometimes things are often much, much better than we anticipate. I've been told at times that I'm a bit of a crisis junkie, that I expect the worst, and then I get this euphoric rush when things turn out better than I expect. But um, be that as it may... Hope that you guys are well today and hope things are going exactly as you want them to go. How about that? That's my sincere wish for you today. A lot going on. Mississippi State not playing football this weekend. You know, and to be fair, and I, I don't want to sound like one of the self-loathing Mississippi State fans, uh, but we probably need a week off. And I don't just mean as a team or as a program, but maybe as a fan base. I think maybe we need a week to kind of prepare ourselves for a tough weekend next weekend at Alabama, but also, too, you know, we've had three disappointing weeks in a row. I think we just kind of need a chance to kind of, you know, take our breath a little bit and, uh, and you know, maybe get some stuff done around the house this weekend. But I'm looking forward to watching college football. It is an abbreviated schedule in the SEC this weekend. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the first time in a while I don't have anywhere to be. And it's not that I don't enjoy coming and hanging out with you all, but uh, those days that I wake up and I know that I don't have to leave the house unless I want to, those are good days. They don't come very often. And so part of our gig, and I'm not complaining about the job in any respect, I love my job, but we don't get a chance to sit around and enjoy college football a lot when we have games to cover. Because you know how it is. I mean, you know, listen, we've been on the road a couple times already. We've been to LSU, right? We've been to Kentucky. And so... When we're traveling, you, you don't get a chance to watch games. I mean, yeah, you can listen to them, that sort of stuff, but it's a different deal. I, I DVR some games. So I go back and watch them uh, throughout the week because there's not a lot on network TV that kind of uh, you know excites me. But it's nice to have a Saturday, you know, to get up in the morning, sleep late, which sleeping late for me these days. Now that I've become a grandfather, I get up with the chickens. I don't know why that is, but it is. I get up every day and – uh, start reaching for my phone and some you know some days it's funny uh, my mind comes awake and I start thinking oh wait a minute let me grab the phone and I look at the phone and it's like 3 30 in the morning and thankfully I'm able to go back to sleep most days but uh, you know it's just one of the things you deal with I guess I'm on grandpa time now but I will uh, suggest to you that I am Mississippi's coolest grandfather and that is uh, that's a label that uh, I'm going to keep so so there we go. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to sleep late a little bit. So I'll, I'll probably stay up late tonight knowing I have nowhere to go. Maybe shoot some pool. Maybe watch some Netflix if I can stay up. Might even put a pot of coffee on so I can stay up past 1030. But, be the, you know, it's one of those things when you get up in the morning on Saturday and you know you don't have anywhere to be and uh, you don't have a whole bunch of uh, honeydew stuff to do. You just kind of sit around and vegetate a little bit and just relax, let your mind rest. And when you don't have a rooting interest in the games, when you can just root for good games, where you're not living and dying with every snap, it's fun. 
Because you know how it is when we lose. Like if we play the 11 a.m. game and then we lose, it's like I don't even want to watch college football the rest of the day. I don't even want to watch it. Just because of the fact that I know it's going to scroll across the screen. I don't want to see the highlights. I don't want to hear the commentators talk about us. But when we win, I'll enjoy it even more. Like just because I love to hear them talk about singing the praises of Mississippi State. There hadn't been a lot to praise so far this year. But listen, it's a work in progress. It is. And some of our people kind of get themselves wound up and thinking, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're not doing any of that. We're, we're not. We're not doing that. So relax. Buckle in. Get ready for the ride. Things are going to get better. May not get better this year, but they're going to get better. So just kind of hang in there. We're going to be okay. But when you know that your team doesn't have a chance to lose a ball game, when you wake up, you kind of wake up with the peace of knowing okay, I can just kind of enjoy the sport that I love and not have to uh, worry about having any negative consequences today. And that's what I plan to enjoy on Saturday. Sleep late, which probably means 8 o'clock. And then kind of get up and get moving, maybe get up and do some things. I've got a handful of uh, recruiting articles from Mitch White to post this weekend to kind of give you guys some uh, up-to-date information on some new offers and some 2022 prospects. We'll run that tomorrow. We'll have a few other things out there, but I really want to give our guys that uh, work so hard for us at Gene's Page a chance to kind of relax and enjoy college football tomorrow, too. So we're going to run a lot of that content tomorrow, and uh, and then, you know, we'll kind of see how the day goes. But, uh, again, four games tomorrow, and uh, we'll pick those a little bit later in the show. But um, I'm excited about today. I know you guys are as well. And so I hope that you guys have a good weekend. I hope that you've already gotten your copy of Alpha Dog. Spent a lot of time on the road here the last uh, few weeks. I think I've done, what, 15 book signings uh, in three weeks. I think that's right, or in 23 days, something like that. That's, it's, this is my crazy time of year, you know. So I hope that you guys have your copy of Alpha Dogs. If not, you can get it at great bookstores all over Mississippi, or you can order it at alphadogsthebook.com. One of the things that has been so rewarding to me is so many people have come up to book signings and bought all three books. I, you know, I don't expect that. I say, hey, I've been meaning to do this. I'm getting all three. I'm getting, this, I'm getting the entire trilogy you know, for, as a gift to a friend or to a nephew or whatever. And I think it's all really cool. And we've seen Stark Villains kind of spring back to life, too. The book was still selling. It was just on the bestseller list here about you know, six weeks ago. It was on the Mississippi bestsellers list 42 straight weeks. And with Alpha Dogs coming out, Stark Villains is selling again, which is really cool. And uh, matter of fact, uh, my publisher's thinking, you know what, hopefully we've got enough inventory of flim flam and villains to make it through christmas the christmas rush so thank you guys for all of that and thank you for uh for helping alpha dogs debut on the bestseller list it's up to number five last week i don't know where it'll be this week but uh yeah listen i don't take those kind of things for granted you know when flim flam came out it's like you know i've got some friends that write books and i've got more friends today than i had back then back in 17 when it came to writers but i didn't know what to expect you know, Flim Flam debuts at number one on the Missy Bestsellers list. It is a surreal moment for me. And then it stayed on the list, it stayed on the list, and dropped off, came back on the list. But when it's your first book, at least for me, I didn't know that I fully appreciated the honor that was. And, and that, that sounds a little bit hard, and I don't mean it to be that way. But when it happens as quickly as it did, you begin to realize, well, you know, hey, if I don't make the list, then I'm terrible, which isn't true. I've met so many writers around this state, and we all look at that list every week. Whether I've got a book in contention or not, I look at the list every week. Because I Listen, when I go to these bookstores and I do signings and I go do events and I talk to people, I try to buy the books of my contemporaries, and then I read them. I don't just collect them, I read them. There's so many talented writers in Mississippi. I mean, there are. There's so many people that write books and books that I would never write. Uh, Michael Ferris Smith is somebody from Columbus that I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I've read uh, most of Fighter, not quite finished with that. Uh, really like his style, and he's he's done a great job. And uh, you know, I'm talented enough, I guess, that uh, some people know my name. But the fact that I share a list at times with Michael Ferris Smith means something to me. It is an honor to me that our names are kind of mentioned in the same sentence, even though our subject matter is completely different. Uh, John Bateman's a guy that runs the uh, Arts Council here in Starkville, wrote a very, very intriguing uh, murder mystery called Who Killed Buster Sparkle? It's much, much different than anything that I would have wrote. Uh, and I love the ending. I think John's a very talented guy. I had a chance to have coffee with John occasionally. Matter of fact, I even mentioned John in the acknowledgments of my book because he's become my friend. We've had several book signings. And so I say that to say this. 
I want all of you to go buy all of my books. I do. But once you've read all of my books, I want you to encourage you to keep reading. And I'm encouraging you to read Mississippi Writers. I think it's important because there are a lot of things in life that uh, a lot of people look down their nose at Mississippi about. But when it comes to music and language and literature, football, baseball, things like that, we're pretty good at all those things. But I believe that we're living in a really golden age of Mississippi writers. I have uh, read Lovejoy Boatler. Matter of fact, he and I had a conversation yesterday on Facebook. I uh, mentioned Lovejoy, the acknowledgments too. I read his book, Crooked Snake. It's a true story about him being abducted uh, by a guy, um, that uh, Albert Leppard, that uh, broke out of parchment like five times. I mean, he was, you know, he was a career criminal. And he kidnapped Lovejoy and uh, forced him to drive him to Memphis. And uh, it's about all of that. It's about the life and crimes of Albert Leppard. And, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. And I shared with him at a book signing. After I'd met him, I bought the book. And the next time I saw him, I'd already read it. And I said, you know, Lovejoy, I said, this will just, it's just amazing to me. I said, I'm reading that book. And I know you, so I know that you escaped. I know you made it out. But when I was reading that chapter about the abduction, it was a part of me. I wondered if they killed him. I mean, that's how good the writing is. Because, like, you get transformed into a magical time and place. And so I love the fact that uh, I've had a chance to meet so many of these very talented Mississippi writers. Uh, you know, Neil White wrote the Ole Miss 125 book last year. He also wrote a book called uh, In the Sanctuary of Outcast that I have. And uh, Neil's an Ole Miss guy. But I'll be honest with you, one of the nicest people on the Stark Villains book tour was Neil White. I mean, we, uh, we were seated next to each other at a book signing in Hattiesburg. The very first thing that he says, because you always wonder about that. I don't say that I worry, but I always wonder, you know, how all most people are going to react when they're around me. You know, like the casual fan, I mean, you know, you, you kind of expect certain things. But Neil White comes in to uh, Main Street Books, and he sees me, and he comes up, and he's so incredibly gracious to me. And he says, hey, Steve, everywhere I've been, your book is flying off shelves. I just want to tell you congratulations on another hit. And I don't say that the same thing about me. I say something to say something about him. You know, there he was, you know, a guy that sits on the opposite side of the stadium at me at the most important uh, football game in the state of Mississippi, who owed me nothing but came in and showed me grace. And uh, I think those things are, are incredible, and they mean more to me than I can possibly explain. Speaking of many more, Bulldog Burger Company, they understand what it takes to give you a good meal. They know what it means to have a good dining experience, but they're experts at it. Part of a great family of restaurants in the Golden Triangle. And if you're looking for somewhere to watch ball games this weekend, maybe you're thinking, you know what, I'm not going to be around the house. I want to get out and go do something. Go to Bulldog Burger Company. You can do your tailgating there, right? You can have an adult beverage. You can have a quality meal, a great restaurant quality hamburger. I had the Jalapeno Poppers Burger the last time. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. If you haven't tried it, you should. But maybe you're not looking for a hamburger. You can get a great salad there. And uh, it's, Listen, I, I've shared with you guys before, I don't know that I've ever finished a Bulldog Burger Company salad. So, you know, some places you go and you get a salad and like, yeah, I mean, you eat it and then like an hour later you're hungry again because the portion was so small. That's just not the case. Bulldog Burger Company, two locations now to serve you on Gloucester Street there in Tupelo and right here, the flagship on University Drive in Stark, Vegas. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So if you have been on Gene's page this week, you know that I shared over there the same day we did the Boneyard on Wednesday that I was hearing Kylan Hill has probably played his last game at Mississippi State. I still believe that to be the case. A lot of times when you put things out there like that, despite the fact that I'm very well sourced on the topic, sometimes people contact you and say, hey, listen, hey, Steve, listen. Uh, yeah, that's maybe a possibility, but here's the real deal. Here's what's really going on. I've had numerous people contact me since I've made that report on Gene's page to say, yeah, Steve, I'm kind of hearing the same thing. I have yet to get a dissenting vote on that. I have not had anybody reach out and say, nope, Collins definitely coming back. I think at this point it is fair to assume he has played his last game as a Mississippi State Bulldog. Now, things could change. As somebody reminded me, You know, he declared for the draft, and then wasn't no time later he, he takes his tweet down, he changed his mind. And Collins is a little bit like that. You know, he's – he is a bit emotional at times. It's a bit of a roller coaster with him sometimes. And he's a guy that says, hey, I think I'll do this, and then changes his mind. And so I am told there's a path back. But I think at this point it's probably safe to assume that he's not going to be part of the Bulldog program moving forward. 
Uh, I had somebody tell me that, uh, matter of fact, that there's already been some discussions about potentially hiring an agent and go ahead and beginning the preparations for the NFL draft. If that is the case, I wish Kyle the absolute best. I hope he finds tremendous representation. I hope he gets a great trainer that gets him in the best shape of his life and that he goes to the NFL Combine and has these great individual workouts and then signs a pro contract and is able to take care of his family. That's my hope for him. And my hope is that Mississippi State folks and family, and sometimes there is a difference between the two, there are some people that are just kind of uh, – they're in-laws and outlaws, you know what I'm saying? So um, there are some people that choose to, to kind of say – and I'm, I'm going to kind of stay out here at arm's length, but uh, – you know, some of the social media commentary by Kyle and Hill is shameful. I mean, it really is. I mean, I can't begin to imagine as an outsider looking in and seeing people take some, such unnecessary criticism and uh, shots at players and former players. You know, you, you don't have to like people's uh, you know, political stances or their, uh, you know, their, their preferences or whatever. You, I mean, that's, that's certainly your right. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody how to act, but... I just wish that this whole thing about, you know, we don't have fans, we have family, meant a little more in times of, uh, you know, of adversity. You know, it's easy for us to all be family when we're undefeated number one in the country. That doesn't require any skill, any fortitude, any character. You know, it's when times like these arrive that, uh, that you have to kind of say, okay, listen, hey, if this is what has to happen, if, it, if the best thing for Cowan Hill and the best thing for Mississippi State is for us to separate, then okay, let's move forward. If he decides the best thing for him is, you know what, I'm going to opt out and get ready for the draft, then cool. I know some people would say, you know, Steve, I'd never do that. You know, well, you know what, most of us never have the opportunity to go to the National Football League. The overwhelming majority never have those opportunities. So it is easy to sit in judgment of people that are dealing with circumstances that we will never encounter. That's easy. If Mike Leach has decided, you know what, I think it's best that we move forward without Colin Hill, if that's the decision, then that's what we're paying him to do. We're paying him to make those decisions. We're not going to conduct a Twitter poll. We're not going to get on Facebook and say, hey, guys, hey, listen, Bob from Boca Chitta wants to know, what do you guys think? Should we let Colin back? Because here's the deal. You can have a million votes. It doesn't mean any difference whatsoever. It changes nothing. It doesn't. And at the end of the day, no matter who chooses, whether Kylan Hill chooses to opt out or Mike Leach chooses not to allow him back, they both mean the same thing, is that he's gone. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter why he's gone or who made the choice. We get so busy sometimes looking to assign motive, and I'm guilty of this too. I want to get involved with stuff and say, okay, well, it's this person that did this and this person that did that. I mean, sometimes we waste so much time trying to figure out who to blame. Let's just focus on what is, and the bottom line is this, is that if Colin Hill is not part of the football program moving forward, then uh, we need to throw our support behind a couple of talented freshmen, Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson, that are going to be looking to carry the, the weight for us and go win some football games down the stretch. We need to focus on who is rather than who is not. And that's not throwing shade at anybody. But the bottom line is, is that if Colin Hill is not with us, there are other people that are going to play that position, and uh, they're going to need to hear the cowbells clang. So my hope is we can put this behind us sooner rather than later. I am told that decisions about opting out, the announcement for those things are up to the player. It's kind of like when they get ready to, to declare for the draft or whatever. The university doesn't release a statement. Sometimes they prepare a highlight video. You know, hey, thanks for the memories or whatever, like we did with Reggie Perry. But at the end of the day, it is the player's news to break. Uh, you know, we saw with Jamar Chase at LSU, you know, it got out before he put it out there, and, and he was a little bit, yeah, I won't say miffed, but I think he was a little bit disappointed that he wasn't able to share his own news. And so – when there is an official statement, it'll come from Kyle and Hill. It won't come from Mississippi State. And, I, and I'm sure if, if and when he hires a lawyer this year then, uh, or an agent, agent, then they'll, they'll conduct the, uh, you know, get it, prepare a statement, and then he'll release it. But uh, if we played a ball game this weekend, uh, Kyle and Hill wouldn't be in uniform, barring something completely crazy. He has not participated in team activities, from what I understand, uh, since we got back from Kentucky. And so that's where we are. And so I'm sure we'll address it again whenever 
he makes a decision when there is some resolution to this. But uh, we're not going to belabor the point on every show. And I know it's uh, if you go to any of the Facebook groups right now, it's one of, it dominates the conversation. And, uh, I, again, I hate the fact, and hate is a strong word, but it's appropriate in this situation. I hate the fact that if this is the end for Colin Hill at Mississippi State, that there will be a lot of people that will have a sour taste in their mouth about Colin, and they'll forget all the good things that he did when he was here. And that is unfortunate. It is. But uh, I wish him the best. I really do. I do. But uh, my loyalty is to Mississippi State, and so we're going to move forward and kind of push things ahead. All right, time for the top ten list, brought to you by the folks at MyBookie. Listen, if you like to have a little skin in the game, I know some of you do, you know, there's, there's NFL, there's the World Series now, there's UFC stuff, and there's tons of college football stuff. Uh, you got prop bets, you got parlays, you got anything you can do to kind of make some money. You can find those opportunities at MyBookie. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, they're going to reward you by matching your initial deposit up to $1,000. That's right. So if you deposit $100, they're going to give you $100 of house money to play with. And so there you go. So right out of the gate, you're making some money. Now, you can't cash out. I mean, you still got to play with the money. I mean, there are some restrictions to that. You can't just, you know, you're not going to double your money for nothing. But you go in there, you make some bets, and uh, see how things go. But my bookie, uh, they know some things about turning your expertise into cold, hard cash. And so check them out. Again, matching your initial deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code Boneyard. That's your key to unlocking some free money to play with. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that are looking for something to do. They're looking for, as you know, Steve, I'd love to have somebody to work with here online so I don't have to go down and I don't have to collect money and I don't have to go pay money in cash. I can just do it from the comfort of my home. My bookie helps you with that. You know, if you don't want to get in the car and drive to a casino and then make the bet and have to go back and bring your ticket to collect on the bet, you can do all that from home. MyBookie.com. Promo code BONEYARD. Okay, top ten list. Uh, I, I took a little bit of a road trip yesterday for a book signing in Cleveland. And I'll talk a little more about that as we uh, get down the list here. But I, So I put a picture up on Facebook. I went and visited Robert Johnson's grave. I don't know why I waited so long to do that. And it was kind of one of those spur-of-the-moment things. We're, we're riding to Cleveland, and I'm joking around with uh, my publisher, and I'm like, hey, listen, we're in the Mississippi Delta. It's almost Halloween. Why don't we go down to the crossroads on the way back? Let's go down to the crossroads see if we can't find the ghost of Robert Johnson. And so then that be- begins this discussion, you know, about Robert Johnson, about him being the father of the Delta Blues and all the legends and stuff and all the mystery surrounding his death and his career. And uh, it is a fascinating thing. You can... Uh, you can watch. There's a document, documentary on Netflix that is absolutely outstanding. Uh, I, I watched it and uh, shared that I did with some other people, and uh, they watched it and they felt much like I did that uh, they did a great job and they learned a lot in that. So there's a Robert Johnson documentary. Uh, it's about finding the devil at the crossroads, whatever. But but anyway, so I went yesterday and. Uh, Went down to Little Zion Church there on Money Road outside of Greenwood. You know, we looked around, and I've done my research. I have read so much about Robert Johnson over the years because I'm fascinated by that story. And there are supposedly three reported grave sites, but the family says that it is the one there on Money Road. That's the one I went to, and uh, I have done a little research, too, uh, because that's one of the things that I've learned. No matter what you do, and, and it's... It's like, why do you try to take things from people? And so, like, I go, I go to this Robert Johnson grave. Oh, was it the real one? I don't know. You know, I just know what I've read. I know that uh, you know his his grandson Michael uh, kind of does the upkeep there and kind of makes sure that the that the gravesite is looking good uh, and that people uh, haven't vandalized it. And the last time that Robert Johnson's headstone was defaced, I understand that Eric Clapton paid for the new stone which is magnificent. And that Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, when he was in the Delta a while back, you know, he went to Ground Zero and played, and he's been to Delta Blues Festival and that sort of stuff. That he went to Robert Johnson's grave, and he played drums on the back of the headstone, that very headstone that I knelt before yesterday, and uh, sang the Lemon Song. And then left a note that said, Hey, dear Robert, I love the Lemon Song. Rest in peace. Love, RP. And so if... That gravesite on Money Road is good enough for Eric Clapton and good enough for Robert Plant. It's good enough for me. 
And so I'm going to defer to the knowledge of those guys rather than Bob from Boca Chita on Facebook. So I get it. I understand these people say, well, he could be buried some other places. And, and, and that just adds to the mystery of his life and that sort of stuff. And there are a lot of people, that, oh, that's this and this. If Eric Clapton paid for a monument and that's where they put it, then I believe that that's probably correct. That's where the uh, the Blues trail marker is as well, and some people dispute all that. And, again, there's there's always people that know more than everybody else. All I know is this, is when I went to go to Robert Johnson's grave, it was a surreal moment for me because you know what he has done with his life and what he did with his talent, and you know all the stories and that sort of stuff. And then there he is. You know, it's just it's incredible. And uh, I don't know if you know much about the Robert Johnson story, but, uh, you know, Robert – the, the rumor was is that he was poisoned with some strychnine whiskey. So he got some tainted whiskey all over a, a love triangle type deal. That's the legend. And so there's an oak tree, I guess it's an oak tree, right next to his grave. And there's probably about 100 little bottles of whiskey. You know, those little one-shot whiskey bottles. And people leave them there, and it's a shrine to Robert. They go and have a shot of whiskey with Robert. Uh, because of the fact that uh, he was poisoned with poison whiskey, and he loved whiskey and he loved women. It's good work if you can get it. Uh, but be that as it may, I went, and uh, s- something kind of changed in me. I mean, it was just one of those things I never, I never expected to be there. And then when I was, I, when I got there, I expected there to be, you know, armed guards or something, or, you know, some big fence gate or something. And But it's not. It's just a regular headstone out there in a small cemetery. And... Um, you know, it's just out there. And uh, just being there, it just reminded me, it's, it kind of simplified some things for me. You know, because it's like I get so caught up in all that's going on. You know, State's not playing well. You know, we got this big book tour. I've always got somewhere to be. There's, all, there's, there's no shortage of people that are asking for stuff. And, um, but for a few minutes there, for a few minutes even after I left, I was like, you know, I'm really glad that I came here. I'm really glad. I got to be... And what some many consider kind of holy ground. I mean, you know, it's Robert Johnson, the grandfather of the Delta Blues. And I got to go pay my respects. And uh, it kind of inspired me. I said, you know what? There's so many great musicians in Mississippi. And there's so many great museums in Mississippi that celebrate our heritage. And I have neglected to visit many of them. And so I'm kind of committing to that. I'm, I'm going to plan a trip soon to go down to Gillsburg and pay my respects to Ronnie Van Zant. Steve Gaines, Cassie Gaines, those that were lost in the ledge up on the pardon me, Leonard Skinner crash uh, there at Gillsburg. Tried to go before, but it was all fenced off. Now they've erected a monument there. And so those things are important to me. And so I'm going to encourage you as your friend, go do the things that are important to you. Put together a bucket list together. Go do these things. Because sometimes, you know, I, I think we get so caught up in raising kids and paying bills, we forget to go have some fun. And so it was fun for me to go kneel beside Robert Johnson's grave and know how many other legendary people had been there and just to be in that moment at that place. And I had people said, you know what, Steve, we need a top 10 Mississippi artist. And you know what? I may have already done one of these. I don't think so, but I'm going to do it another one. And so I'm going to run down. I got, I got a bunch of honorable mentions, okay? And I could probably spend a whole show running down honorable mentions about Mississippi musicians you know, we've got Sun House and John Lee Hooker and all those greats, and basically everybody who was anybody when it comes to the blues um, either has, is from the Delta or has been through the Delta or played the Delta or gone there for inspiration. There is something special about the Mississippi Delta. I mean, there is. There is something there. There is a spirit there that is unlike any other place. And I don't, I'm, listen, I've got friends from the Delta, and they, they love going to the Delta. And it's funny how that is, oh, the Delta, the Delta, the Delta. But when you go up there and, uh, you know, I go into Ground Zero and Clarksdale and that sort of stuff, there, there is something there that doesn't exist anywhere else. So I can see why all these blues players are drawn to the Delta. There is some mojo there. Uh, and, and I felt that yesterday. So here we are, running down some Mississippi artists for you. Uh, three Doors Down, Marty Stewart. Jimmy Rogers, Brandy, Nate Dogg, Paul Davis from Meridian, doesn't get enough respect as a songwriter, Lance Bass from NSYNC from Laurel, David Banner, Leanne Rhymes. Those are some honorable mentions that didn't make the list. But uh, there are some real legends in music from Mississippi. And here are some of those. We're going to start number 10 with the pride of Tremont, Mississippi. No, it's not Annalisa Presley. It's Tammy Wynette. She taught you how to stand by your man. 
Number nine, Sam Cook from Clarksdale. Born Cook, C-O-O-K, added an E later in life when uh, he made some big decisions. And uh, listen, you know, Sam Cook sang some legendary songs. A legendary R&B singer. I mean, a change is going to come, twisting the night away. An incredible voice. From the Delta, ended up in Chicago, died in L.A. Number eight, from Pearl, Mississippi, the backbone of Whitesnake, Tommy Aldridge. If you guys have heard me talk on this show before, you know what a fan I am of Tommy Aldridge. I can't believe at his age he's still playing at the level that he does. It is remarkable. He is a machine. Played with Ozzy, played with everybody. Tommy Aldridge, if you are anybody in metal, you have either shared a stage or a studio with Tommy Aldridge. He is incredible. Number seven, also from Clarksville, Mississippi, Ike Turner. A lot of people know him from uh, you know his uh, relationship with Tina Turner, but Ike, uh, a very talented musician prior to his uh, involvement with Tina Turner, also in Mississippi. Number six, to get a little more contemporary, my heart wouldn't let me put him higher on the list, but it's Blind Melon. And a lot of those guys are from the Golden Triangle. I understand we had some Bulldogs in a Blind Melon band. I actually saw them before they left Mississippi. They were getting ready to go to California, and... Uh, before they had Shannon Hoon in the band. Saw them, and uh, it means so much more to me now, you know, after Shannon Hoon's death, to know that, you know, what we saw them and they were having a show and, you know, put some money in the coffee can or whatever. You know, I mean, it was, uh, it was great. And, and, and it offends me when people say that Blind Melon was a one-hit wonder. But just because you didn't know the rest of the catalog doesn't mean the rest of us didn't. I mean, Tones of Home and Change and uh, even the Happy Pills album had some good songs on it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody, most bands never have a No Rain type single to have that success. But there's so much more than No Rain. I encourage you to go get deeper into the catalog. Number five, Bo Diddley. One of my favorite Bo Diddley moments, actually, is uh, that Nike commercial with Bo Jackson. You know what I'm talking about? He said, Bo, you don't know Diddley. And then Bo Jackson gets on the guitar and pretends to play. And then Bo Diddley says, Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having the outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You get keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y, official.com, forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy, E-U-F-Y. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. 
And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Maybe you do know Diddley. But uh, again, one of the giants of, of the blues is another Mississippi guy, Bo Diddley from Macomb, Mississippi. Number four, we can't completely ignore the uh, country music heritage. You know, I mentioned uh, Marty Stewart, Leanne Rhymes. Well, we got to go Faith Hill from Star, Mississippi, the pride of Star. I believe she went to McLaurin High School. Uh, really cool thing there. Uh, beautiful woman, beautiful voice, very, very talented. Uh, I have never heard anybody say anything negative about Faith Hill. Number three, the pride of Itabena, Mississippi. No, it's not Mississippi Valley State and the Delta Devils. It's B.B. King. There's so many people that will tell you that B.B. King uh, Museum, I guess it's in Indianola. I had a friend tell me yesterday, I said, Steve, it's like something out of Hollywood. You would be so surprised that it's in Indianola. I haven't been yet, but I plan to go now. Number two, and I had to go with Robert Johnson here it, my heart wanted me to go a little higher but i can't i mean it's not right but robert johnson you can listen to crossroad blues or get in my kitchen uh traveling riverside blues i mean there's so many great songs like it, it's real blues and uh, what made him so unique too is that he could play two parts at the same time there were a lot of people you know they talk about hey you know he went they say he sold his soul to the devil and he came back and he was a he was an incredible blues player and they said back in the day when he would, uh, he would play for the sharecroppers that uh, he was a pretty basic player. And I've read one thing. It said he was an awful guitar player. And maybe that's part of the legend to kind of uh, increase the arc of the story. But they said Robert Johnson was awful. And then all of a sudden he comes back six months later and uh, he's the greatest blues picker the Mississippi Delta had ever seen. And so some people suggest he sold his soul to the devil. I know that makes for a fun story, and I understand the crossroads is actually out there outside of Rosedale uh, at the intersection of Highway 1 and Highway 8. I plan to go there, too. I know they got the big sign in Clarksdale, but that's not the crossroads. That's not where Scratch is. But, um, but yeah, Robert Johnson, the father of blue. If you look at what music is today, you think of Led Zeppelin, you think of uh, Eric Clapton and Cream, uh, think of the Black Crows, any of those bands, all of them are inspired by one Robert Johnson. Number one, though, how could it be anybody but the king of rock and roll? Elvis Presley, Tupelo's favorite son, went on to do some amazing things. And not, on, not only as a musician, but I'm going to share with you an interesting story before we uh, change topics here. And I know that I belabored the point today, but we don't have a ball game, so uh, you'll be okay. But I, I met Rick Stanley one time, Elvis Presley's uh, stepbrother. And this was uh, you know, much later in life, I guess. And... Uh, Rick's mother, I believe she had three boys, and uh, Rick said when he met Elvis Presley for the first time at Graceland, that he goes, you know, I've always wanted a little brother. I've always wanted three little little brothers. And so Rick says the next day when he woke up, that Elvis and the and the and the staff at Graceland had been up all night long putting together toys, and they had basically three of everything, a swing set, everything on the back lot of Graceland for his new stepbrothers to play with. That Elvis didn't have it done. He had assisted in having it all done. And uh, those are the things, I think, that kind of bring you back to the, you know, the roots of Mississippi, you know, that we have a heart for service. And so it's more than just being a hunk of chunk of burning love. Elvis Presley was a total package. That's my top ten list. Those are my favorite Mississippi RX. I'm, I'm sure that I forgot somebody, and I know one of you will let me know. 
You'll say, Steve, how could you have forgotten this guy? And uh, listen, there's a lot of people out there too. And let me let me let me preface this by saying, it's not about necessarily my personal preference, but I think these artists that I that I picked were extremely influential, not just for Mississippi, but the world. They made a difference in how music of the world is played and changed and enjoyed. I know many of you have your favorite jam band that nobody goes to see except for the people that just want to get stoned. And then you forget how few people were there because you got high or drunk or whatever. You're like, hey, man, let's go back and see them again. Well, they're happy that you're coming. Please buy their merch. They can keep buying their own weed, I guess. But uh, you know, there's a lot of jam bands and people are like, oh, man, these bands are great. And I don't sit here and try to begrudge anybody what they love. But uh, there are a lot of those jam bands that are not very good. Just because you know them doesn't make them great. And there's a reason they're still playing your favorite dive bars rather than playing arenas, and you can figure that out yourself. All right, Manscaped is back with us again. Let's be honest, okay? I'm not going to be crude with you here. But, you know, the days of just kind of running wild down there are over, okay? We've got to do some grooming, gentlemen. You can get involved with Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. They've got everything you need. They've got body wash. They've got deodorant for your intimate areas. They've got that great shaver with the skin-safe technology that will prevent you from, uh, from injuring yourself. Don't carve your own pumpkins, right? Get out there and take care of yourself. Number one, your, your significant others, your intimate partners will thank you, but you'll feel better about yourself. You don't want to have stinky feet. You can get that free gift and get the deep foot deodorant. You want to have good body wash, you can get that too. So visit them at manscaped.com and use promo code BONEYARD. That'll save you 20% and get you free shipping. Many of you are uncomfortable talking about this. I am not. I could talk about it at length. But be that as it may, and I know I say that a lot. I've had some people tell I had to sign somebody's book reasons to be that as it may. But, um, you know, the bottom line is so the people that you love, the people that you're around, especially those that you're intimate with, uh, they want you to be clean, and you should want to be clean too. And manscaped.com will help you do that. Manscaped.com, promo code BONEYARD to save 20% and get free shipping all right so let's preview the sec weekend okay so the early game uh is intriguing to me Ole miss and auburn i I don't know that auburn can score with Ole miss like if Ole miss finds some rhythm on offense and i know they struggled last week i watched that arkansas miss game uh here a couple nights ago and uh matt corral was not good he was not good i mean i'm being kind by saying not good he was awful he was absolutely awful i also got to give arkansas and barry odom a lot of credit Barry Odom shut down the Mississippi State offense and kind of laid the blueprint down that we're still kind of dealing with. And he also shut down the Ole Miss offense. You know, Nick Saber in Alabama couldn't do it. Barry Odom did. And some suggest, well, you know, they were bound for a bad game. Well, Arkansas and Barry Odom gave them one. Is there any carryover this week? Is there a hangover? Is the blueprint out now on how to slow down the Ole Miss Lane Kiffin uh, Leeby offense, you know, we'll see. I just don't know that Auburn can win a shootout. And uh, if, if you had told me that a month ago, I don't know that I would have believed that because I, I thought Ole Miss would have some growing pains. And to their credit, they really haven't until this past week. But uh, Auburn is struggling to score points. They are really struggling to score points. Now, the laxer for that is a struggling defense. The Ole Miss defense is awful. And, yes, they played a little bit better last week, but – we start talking about the numbers that um, the Arkansas offense put up. Well, they didn't. They had two pick sixes. They didn't have to put up a lot of numbers when the defense is scoring. But if let's go back and look at the Auburn offensive numbers here: uh, twenty-nine in a win over Kentucky, six against Georgia, thirty against Arkansas, and then twenty-two against South Carolina. Uh, I think they're going to be able to score. I don't know if Bo Nix is the perfect fit for the Gus Malzahn offense. I'm a Bo Nix fan. I know some other people say, ah, you know, Stevie's overrated. I think, I think Bo Nix is going to have a good ballgame this weekend. That said, I'm picking Ole Miss, and that's a tough way to begin our day off, right? I think Ole Miss and Matt Corral will do enough to win the ballgame. Now, if the Auburn running game gets going, and there's a really good chance that it does, if the Auburn running game gets doing, going and they're able to be two-dimensional and then get a stop or two, if Matt Corral throws them the football once or twice, 
then Auburn's going to win the football game. But I think that Ole Miss will do enough. I think it is going to be – it's going to be a very entertaining game. Alabama-Tennessee, I do not think this is going to be an entertaining game. And I am so sick and tired of this third Saturday in October nonsense. And I would say more, but this is a family show. Oh, my gosh. This, you, you want to talk about something that gets me – gets it gets to be a burr under my saddle is the fact that every sport in the SEC and every team in every division is held hostage because of this stupid football game that Tennessee can't win. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, it makes the most sense, and we've talked about it before, Missouri's in the West, Auburn's in the East, and then if need be, you have two permanent opponents. I think everybody would rather do that because think about this. Missouri's got to send their softball team to Gainesville. It's not fair. You know, why can't Missouri and A&M, you know, why, why can't they be, you know, divisional rivals? It would be a fun game, right? I, I, don't, I don't get it. This is very antiquated thinking by the SEC office, and, and that's the thing, too, that I bring up all the time. People say, you know, Alabama doesn't run the SEC office. Okay, great. Then let's take Tennessee off the schedule. Let's move Auburn to the east where they belong. And let's fix the divisions because we have this expansion. But instead, you're going to force Missouri to play in the SEC East, one of the most western uh, teams geography-wise in the league. You're going to put them in the east just to justify this stupid ball game. It makes no sense. So don't tell me that Alabama doesn't run the SEC office because they're hanging on to this antiquated rivalry, and I use that in Dr. Evil quotes. It's been forever and a day since Tennessee has won this game, and I hope Alabama beats them 75 to nothing. I do. I, I, I want Tennessee to jump on board with us on this plan so we can fix the dadgum SEC. It, doesn't make, it makes no sense whatsoever. Missouri should be in the West. Auburn should be in the East. Simple, it's an easy fix, but nobody wants to do it because of this stupid ball game. Uh, Alabama, I think, wins this thing big. Mac Jones has really impressed me. I will be honest with you, I undersold him a little bit. I didn't think he was going to be anywhere close to what he is, but with that offensive line protecting the way that they are, and then uh, waddling those guys, and Devontae Smith running wild out in the secondary, two of the best receivers in America, waddle arguably the fastest guy in the country. You run him on a deep post and a safety bite's underneath, it's a touchdown. I don't think Tennessee has the offense to score with Alabama, and I don't think they've got the athletes on defense to slow Alabama down. Alabama, big. I think it's a tussle the first quarter. I think Alabama's on a mission. I think Alabama's a lot better than most of us expected them to be. All right, Kentucky at Mizzou. Uh, This is probably the snoozer game of the day. I think outside of the fans of these two games, nobody really cares. And the fact that it's played opposite the Alabama-Tennessee game tells you what the league thinks about it instead of pushing this game to primetime or whatever and putting it on ESPN. It's going to be on the SEC Network at 3. As a rule of thumb, what they do with TV is they put the game that they know is not going to draw eyeballs opposite the CBS game. So you're, so you're, not, you're, you're not hurting the CBS game. You, don't want, you wouldn't want to put a great game – on the SEC network at 3 o'clock that would pull viewers away from a CBS game. And so Alabama Tennessee's on CBS, like anybody cares. I mean, it's so stupid. But we're dealing with it. So this Kentucky-Mizzou game, the fact that it's at 3 says what everybody thinks. It's going to be one of those games that nobody watches unless this Alabama-Tennessee game gets out of control. I think Kentucky wins this. Kentucky started 0-2. They're now 2-2 and and playing really good defense. The thing you have to ask yourself, though, is uh, are, are they playing really good defense or are they just playing opportunistic defense because they've played a couple of offenses that have been turnover happy as of late? And I think Matt Corral has had the one, one interception before last week, and he threw six last week. Um, you know, can Kentucky count on getting six, seven interceptions a ball game? You know, if they do something like that this week, I think we've got to kind of tip our cap and say, you know what, Kentucky might have the best secondary in the, in the country. But uh, I was wrong about that. Corral through the picks against Arkansas. But, uh, you know, Kentucky, again, two weeks in a row they played really well. I guess it was against Tennessee they had the two pick sixes. And so, but, but as it is, 
you know, the numbers are what they are. We can say what we want to, but the Kentucky secondary is creating turnovers. We can say they're being gifted turnovers if we want to, but uh, they're securing the football and making plays for their team. So if they're going to do that this week, I think we got to kind of admit the fact that this Kentucky defense was even better than most people expected, including myself. I, I'll be honest with you, I thought Kentucky was facing losing season this year, and they still may, but um, – they have won a couple of games that I don't think they had any business winning. Mississippi State, Tennessee, I expected both of those games to be losses. Uh, so tip of the cap to you, Mark Stoops. The night game is LSU and the resurgent South Carolina team. Uh, it's, in, it's insane to me to think how well South Carolina's played the last few weeks. I think the train runs out this week. You know, I think LSU will be able to out-athlete them. But listen, the, we have seen some very scary games with that LSU defense, right? I mean, so South Carolina – might have a puncher's chance into keeping this thing close. It is in Baton Rouge, and uh, I know they're talking about doing 50% capacity. I, I don't know how that works this week. But South Carolina has now won a couple of games. Mike Bobo kind of settling in, kind of understands the pieces he has to work with. You know, he brought his own quarterback. So, yeah, th- this could be a really entertaining game. That's the thing when I go – when I look at this schedule, outside of the Kentucky-Mizzou game, all of these games are interesting to me. You know, can the Ole Miss offense get back on track, or is Matt Corral going to continue to be Matt Corral? I mean, it's you know, it's like it was kind of smoke and mirrors for a while. You know, and this Auburn thing is such a mystery to me. You know, Auburn is you know struggling to score points when they need to. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee—that's the uh, the SEC office political game, so they can all talk among themselves and about how great they are, and uh, you know, throw digs at Phil Fulmer, I guess. And then the South Carolina LSU game. The fact, you know, South Carolina has made that a big game. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was just another game on a schedule, but now after they've scored so many points the last couple of weeks, they beat Vandy as expected. They beat Auburn, which is an upset, even though they played in Columbia. I think now you look at it and say, hey, well, wait a minute now. Let's go get a chance to look at South Carolina in prime time. I'm eager to see Mike Bobo's offense on the road against an athletic LSU defense. And, yes, they've struggled. Mizzou made them look really, really bad, as did Mississippi State. So which LSU defense shows up? Uh, that's cool. I, I think that's the thing, too. We've got some games to watch. And so I'm so glad, too, this is one benefit of having the uh, the, the SEC-only schedule, is we're not going to sit around tomorrow and watch, you know, LSU play the Louisiana School of Math and Science. You know, we're not, we're not going to see Ole Miss play Bellhaven. You know, I mean, it's we're going to see some real games tomorrow. And so I'm going to enjoy the day. I hope you do as well. Probably get out and do some yard work at some point. I don't want to, but I probably will, just so I won't have to feel guilty about being in a vegetative state the rest of the day. Probably get up and get that stuff knocked out, get the shower, and then kind of watch the TV until it's time to go to bed. But uh, that's the SEC schedule. Your winners this weekend, in my opinion, Ole Miss, Alabama, Kentucky, LSU. That's how we go with there. All right, Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of this show. Man, hope that you go by and check them out. Stand and man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie who gets lovelier by the day. Go by and see them. They have everything that you need Mississippi State related. If you need books, they got that, including mine. If you need clothing, they've got that. And uh, several styles to choose from. So if you were the button-up guy, they've probably got – 10 or more shirts. If you're a Tony Bahama guy, they got those two. If you're a polo guy, they got it. And you know what? Maybe you're just a T-shirt and, uh, you know, jean shorts kind of person. They can take care of you too. Yeah, that's a good look for somebody. Not me, but it's a good look for somebody. Uh, visit them at campusbookmart.net and use promo code BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete campusbookmart.net all right so the uh diamond dog world series to kind of end fall ball is going to take place this weekend and uh you know gene swindall mike nemitz have covered it the whole way through and uh, it's been a really good fall and i you know aaron fit put out his report today i'm a huge fan of d1 baseball huge not just d1 baseball as an entity but d1 baseball as a website kendall rogers aaron fit uh, you might disagree with their top 25, but uh, Stitchhead, all those guys, they get out and do the work. That's one of the things that I respect. And there's so many people in our industry that really, really, really irritate me. 
I'm going to make sure that that I, I preface all of that by saying this. I know that everybody works hard, but there are people that work much harder than others. What I mean by that is, is I, there are a lot of people that I guess they're a lot smarter than me because they're able to rank kids they never see play football or baseball. I, I don't know how you do that. I, 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 it's been my experience. I have to actually go to the games. I have to actually watch the film. I have to actually go see guys in camps and kind of have a chance to see how big they are and how well they move. I guess I'm dumb because I haven't figured out the smart way for these to, to rank players that I never see play. And so that's what I love about D1 baseball is, and yes, I, and I get it, they overhype Ole Miss every year, but you know what? They're trying to sell subscriptions too, and they know the Ole Miss people will sign up for that. Uh, but D1 baseball, you know, Eric and, and Aaron and, and Kendall, you know, I was on the road the whole season, you know, a couple seasons ago, and just about everywhere I went, when it was a big SEC weekend, I saw either Kendall or Aaron, and I went to Omaha and I see Stitch. You know, these guys get out and do the work. You know, when you and I are sitting around enjoying college football, those guys are at a college baseball fall ball scrimmage because they're trying to get information together. So I have respect for them because of the fact they put in the effort. And Aaron says that Mississippi State has an embarrassment of riches on the mound. We already knew that. But it is nice to get an objective third party to agree with us. This Mississippi State pitching staff could be the best one we've had possibly in a generation and you say well Steve let's not get carried away well they're telling me we got three first rounders on a weekend you know what you got with Christian McLeod Will Bednar was coming on strong last year remember he absolutely destroyed Long Beach State and we kind of knew what we were getting with him I was eager to see him throw against the Razorbacks see how well he did he'll be draft eligible this year a lot of people tell me he has first-round stuff. And I had somebody else tell me that I trust immensely. Eric Sarantola has the best spin rate on the right-handed break of ball in America. And that he's thrown more control this year. And that's always been the issue with him, is being able to land that breaking ball for a strike. Can you get a called strike on the breaking ball? Even on the college level, that's the keys of the kingdom. Everybody can hit fastball. But people that can throw the breaking ball for a strike – that's the difference in winning and losing a lot of times. And so we've got that, and then we've got some of these junior college guys coming in. Uh, we feel really good about Landon Sims on the back end. You know, we've got, we've got some other guys, uh, you know, that are working their way into the rotation f- through the week. You know, we're going to be able to go out there and match up with just about anybody. We're going to score some runs too. I know that, that we're, we're probably missing a power bat. And maybe one will emerge. You know, maybe Brandon Pimentel uh, will realize his potential this year. You know, he, he had the year last year you guys are aware of, and, and it ended up being a mulligan year for them. You know, he, he could go out there and hit a tank, and then they hit a foul ball for a week. You know, so if you can find some consistency with him, uh, you run through this thing, you, know, you begin to think about Tanner Allen being back, one of the best hitters in America from the left-handed side. The guy's an absolute stud. Then you begin to think about Cameron James making the jump. They tell me he's made it. They tell me Cameron James has made the jump. He has matured physically. He has worked hard in the weight room. He has stayed in the cage. And he is ready to be a bona fide big-time shortstop in the SEC. Makes the move over from third. Uh, You know, we're still kind of selling some things out at third and second. So we'll see how things progress there. But we're going to be able to swing the bats a little bit. We're going to be able to play a little defense. We're going to be able to pitch. And it's incredible how much better life gets – when you know you can trot those guys out there on the weekend and they can bridge the gap to get you to the bullpen and then those guys get you home. You know, I think it's going to be a special season. And then Aaron Fitt comes out and says, you know what, Mississippi State is a threat to go to Omaha. I said that last year. We would have gone to Omaha. Might have won the thing last year. We, we had a chance to go three years in a row. We've never been three years in a row in our, in our history. And so I guess in many respects we'll count this year as the third year. We're going to go. And then Aaron also with the, with the parting shot and uh, – Yes, Mississippi State will host. There, I said it. Uh, it. Listen, this is a chance to be a special season. Now, I don't know how we're going to handle seating. I don't know how we're going to handle all that stuff in left field lounge. I don't know. But I know that we're going to play baseball, and I know that we have very capable coaching staff, one of the better coaching staffs in America. Uh, Jake Gotro, one of the best hitting coaches in America. And here's the deal, and I don't think people fully appreciate this, 
you know, the way that we're recruiting now, we're kind of off that whole talent cycle Ferris wheel. You know what I'm saying? We are consistently recruiting at a high level, and we're able to bring players in that aren't necessarily developmental guys. You know, we don't have to wait for you to develop because we're going to be able to recruit somebody next year that's going to be even better. We're going to be getting some of the best polished players in the country. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what is to come for this baseball team and uh, look forward to talking a lot of baseball with you guys. And uh, we'll, we'll recap the series next week, probably on Monday, kind of let you guys know how things did. But you can see full coverage of that over on jeanspage.com all weekend long. Speaking of Bulldog baseball, you got, you got your friend and my friend, Brooks Bryan. Brooks Bryan and his group, he's one of the developers uh, for the new residential development in Starville Portico. You know, I, I went to book signing and people were talking about it yesterday and said, hey, Steve, tell me more about this portico. Well, I can tell you, it's, it's right there. And I had somebody throw up me too. It's Garrett Road. It's not Garrard Road. It's Garrett. You don't pronounce last R. And the guy was kind enough to send me a video with the proper pronunciation. Garrett Road. I apologize to the Garrett family that I got it wrong. I'm still, even though I lived here six years, I'm still a newbie, you know. Uh, but here's the deal. Located off Garrett Road behind the Hilton Garden Inn and the Chrysler Jeep dealership. It's 1.1 miles from campus. It's great. So you don't have to deal with all that crazy traffic. You can take the surface streets and get there quickly. You might could even take your golf cart. Very easy access to 82 and 25. There'll be 51 houses total in, in, the, in development. 18 in the first phase. And they're getting close to having those finished. I mean, so they're, they're almost ready. They're almost move-in condition. There'll be 33 houses in the second phase, and that will probably get started around the, after the turn of the year. So if you're looking for a new home in the Starkville area, you could be in there in time for Christmas. Houses will range from 1,300 to 2,000 square feet and from two-bedroom and two-baths up to four-bedroom, four-baths. There's even a walking trail and a pavilion area in Portico. So if you want to get a little exercise or maybe have a barbecue down there, have some family events, they can take care of you that. They can take care of that for you. If you need more information, you can contact Brooks. He was kind enough to provide his phone number. I already had it, but I didn't want to give it out without his permission. But uh, he is happy to talk to you about it. Uh, Brooks Bryant, and I don't know if you guys know this. You may have never heard this. But back in, uh, when Brooks was here, Brooks robbed a home run against Washington to send us to Omaha. How about that? In the regional. We had to win five games in a regional to get to Omaha. And then we come out of the loser's bracket. And there's a home run. It's going to be basically a walk-off for Washington to send them to Omaha. And he breaks their heart and makes Bulldog dreams come true. Brooks, happy to talk to you about that play as well as your interest in moving into Portico. 601-416-8075. Again, that's 601-416-8075. Okay, so uh, no book tour this weekend. I'm going to enjoy a weekend off. We're going to get back on the road next week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday out there making things happen for you guys. Uh, and listen, I, I have so much fun visiting, even, even though, you know, we're having to kind of be smart and, you know, we, we can't necessarily shake hands and hug necks and kiss babies and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's great to visit and talk Mississippi State sports. And a lot of people always have the same question, you know, Steve, when are we going to get this thing turned around? You know, I, I think sooner rather than later, I hope so. Uh, but I think it's one of those deals, too, where – you know, we kind of share in all this together. You know, it's not, it's not a situation where we're alone. You know, it's not a situation where we don't know what's going on. Uh, it's a deal where we, we know there are brighter days ahead, and we've been through worse times than these. So uh, let me run these down for you here for um, book signings for this week for those of you that are looking to come see me and hang out and have a visit. All right, so Tuesday I will be in Philadelphia, Mississippi at Dabbs Pharmacy. Had a great signing there last year. Could not believe the support. So we're going back again. That will be 2.30 to 5.30 on Tuesday. That's at Dabbs Pharmacy and, pardon me, Stribling Pharmacy in Philadelphia. Wednesday I'll be with the Rotary Club in uh, Louisville, Mississippi. You know that deal that runs uh, you know, 11.30 to 1. So we'll be down there. Been there two book cycles in a row. Always had a lot of great Bulldogs come out. Even had some old Miss people buy the books. I don't blame them. The law still seek the truth. And then on uh, Thursday, Capital City Grill, Jackson, Mississippi. Capital City Grill, Jackson, Mississippi. Let me give you time there. 
just so you guys uh, can fully appreciate that. We've been, we've been trying to get down there for a while. They've been after me about coming. And that's going to be 4 to 7 this Thursday, Capital City Grill in Jackson, Mississippi. Had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, Steve, when are you going to do a Jackson signing? Lemuria is not currently doing any signings. They're just trying to protect themselves and their staff due to COVID and that sort of stuff. We get it. I understand it. Probably going to do something virtual with them. So we found some alternative sites, and uh, we're going to be doing that. So Tuesday, Stribling Pharmacy in Philadelphia. Wednesday, Rotary Club in Louisville, Mississippi. And then Thursday evening, come have fajitas with us, Capital City Grill. Uh, there in Jackson from 4 to 7. Looking forward to having a chance to get out there and visit with you guys again. And listen, if you could care less about coming to meet me and get a picture made and saying hello, you can get a personalized copy by going to alphadogsthebook.com. And all three books are available there. Alphadogsthebook.com. That's D-A-W-G-S, thebook.com. And uh, you can get Flim Flam, Stark Villains, or Alpha Dogs. I'll personalize them whatever you want. And uh, you can give those to all the Bulldogs on your Christmas list. If you're looking for Stark Villains gear, and you should be, Visit StarkVillains.com, and you can get T-shirts and uh, hoodies. And most of those, if you're in the Golden Triangle, you can get them in your school colors, which makes them dress code compliant. So check that out. Again, that's StarkVillains. And you don't have to be a person that lives in Starkville. Uh, my friend John Philip Land that helped set up all my stuff in Cleveland, great guy, the son of Big John Land, uh, he wears Starkville gear all the time and lives right there in Mississippi Delta. Going to try to work out some different things for, uh, for you guys down the road, too. So looking forward to doing that. That's going to do it for today. I apologize for being later than I planned. Had some personal stuff to deal with this morning, but that's all behind us. And so we, uh, we look forward to being back with you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy some college football. Enjoy doing what you do. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies, and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.